Welcome everyone to another episode of the Nerdotaku Gaming Podcast. We're back. It's been a while, but we're back. And we have one of our special listicle episodes. These are always fun for me to to record because somehow on the on the previous ones I was just telling Robin just now we've always kind of had like bingos on stuff. Like even like and I'm like there's no way this guy has I mean you probably do have some good taste because I'm you know I'm rubbing off on you. Wow. Wow. I'm pretty sure we might have one or two. I'm I am actually pretty sure I might have one or two. I'll I'll be shocked if we oh. don't. But if we don't that is 10. Also um, for this one, I'm just gonna straight up say spoiler alert for we're, we're doing um, our best boss fights in video games, and we just can't really talk about this without spoiling bosses. And some of these are like important moments. Um, and but yeah, like uh, I guess just we'll mention the title, and then if it's something that you kind of want to skip maybe you can skip like five minutes ahead or whatever but yeah full spoiler warning for this one um but also this one's definitely definitely gonna be fun i've been wanting to do this for a very long time yeah so i have five you have five uh do you want to start you start okay i'm gonna start with one that's kind of obvious and very heavy on the spoilers and that is for undertale so Undertale is a it's an RPG, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Undertale is a 2D RPG made mostly by one person, and it's kind of a phenomenon. I didn't actually know you played Undertale. I love Undertale. Like I I, I love Undertale so much. <laughs> Have you played Delta? I was definitely one of those. I haven't played Delta because. I I thought it was just more Undertale, but I've been told that that's not the case. So I will definitely play that. I, I played so much Undertale and in such a short amount of time that I think I kind of burnt out on that. Like I did all the endings. I I, I did almost everything you could do in that game in like three days. So I really like hyper consumed it. That is very interesting. <laughs> I had no idea you were an Undertale junkie. Yeah. YouTube videos and everything. It's, uh, you know how it is. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty good. Yeah, so Undertale. Have you played yes, it? Yes, yes, I, I like it. Okay, yeah. Um, it's a very good game. I think most RPG fans should play it. So, uh, the boss that really stood out to me and still stands out to me right now is uh, Flowey. And this is in the. This is in the. I believe in the genocide run and the neutral run where the first time when you meet flowey um when he when it i guess transforms and suddenly there's like color and 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 it's like a big disgusting like monster thing bug monster thing and the music changes and the screen is shaking and they're like what am i playing for context like the game is not as colorful as but that boss fight this is like it's like a whole different game all of a sudden it really like encapsulates that moment and makes it feel so grand and like you know like so big and huge it's 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 extremely memorable and it's it's a pretty tough boss fight it's a bullet hell Undertale was mostly like the combat in Undertale was mostly yeah. bullet hell uh, aside 
aside from the, the conversation <laughs> aspect of it. Yes, you can talk to every single enemy in this game. Every single enemy can be talked to. Uh, it's 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 a brilliant, brilliant um, video game and, and, and such a memorable boss fight. And even the way it ends is, is, is fantastic. Uh, in one of those runs, I can't remember which, it erases your save because you can sort of like... It, it, it makes it so that you can't uh, save scum yeah. by erasing your save. And that is just... I was like... It's amazing. And then if you do try to save scum, because I did try to do that, it acknowledges that you're trying to do that. It's like, it, it, like Flowey will say something in your other run, like you tried to, 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 to be naughty or something. And I'm like, wow, like they thought of everything. It's, it's such a... Yeah, this doesn't he literally like, like turn off your game? Like, like he, he quit, he quits the game. Like he quits it. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it quits. I think it restarts. Yeah, I think it does restart. Something like that. <laughs> It's, it's it's honestly like you have to like experience it for yourself like even just explaining it doesn't really do it justice like you have to experience it for yourself to 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 really see what's happening it's, it's one of the few things that i am like um uh vi like only video games can sort of give yeah. you that like you can't really do that in a movie you can't really do that in a book you know you can't really do that anywhere else in a play or something like it's just only a video game can give you that sort of interaction and the tail does a lot that's why that flowy yeah it's one of my favorite boss fights yeah and the tail does a lot of oh this is what video games can do so like yep what they did with flowy who is technically the final boss it's like it's definitely like oh we're gonna use the medium as much as we can so it, it it's it's quite something. It's quite grand. In a game that is already meta as hell, Flowey is like the meta s meta moment. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great time. And, and the music's great too. Anything yeah, else? What's, uh, what's yours? Uh, no, no, we're going one by one. They'd have to be ordered. I'm not ordering mine. I'm just saying five off the top of my head, which I love. First off, uh, Virgil 2 from Devil May Cry 3. Now, you know, wait, oh my god, I spoiled. No, you can't spoil that you fight Virgil in Devil May Cry 3. Not a spoiler. <laughs> I will be more careful at my next one. That one person who hasn't played that uh, 20 year old game going, oh no! no! You fight Virgil, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so, Devil May Cry 3, you fight Virgil three times. You know, colloquial amongst fans, they call it Virgil One, Virgil Two, Virgil Three. Virgil Three is the final boss. Virgil One is like the first third boss. Virgil Two is like the second third boss, second third of the game boss. Call it that. So, Virgil Two, what makes it special is what you know. When you think of Dormy Cry, you don't think of the story. Right, but then they are good story moments. So, Virgil one, even though it's like, oh, I've drained his life bar to zero. The point of that fight is that even though you've drained his life bar to zero, you lose. He stabs you and he kicks you off the tower. And it's like, and after that, you unlock your super secret devil power, your devil trick. So it's supposed to be a big moment. Like, wow, 
uh, I've been beating everything so far, but I've lost to this guy. That's Virgil 1. Virgil 2, what makes it so special is that in the time, it's supposed to signify that in that time between you losing and your second encounter, the gap has closed. Because you feel more competent. He has also grown. He's got new stuff. But you've got way more new stuff than you did before. You actually know how to play the game better, probably, because of a natural learning curve. You've got your devil trigger. And even in the story, the fight itself ends in a draw. So that sort of feeling of progression is it's really nice it's really nice it feels like wow i've got it better this same guy who kicked my ass the first time who even though i drained his life but i probably struggled because of the game's learning curve this time despite him getting used up i've grown faster and it's it's a really nice signify it's a really nice combination of game design and story design and you know how they managed to marry it together so that what you feel is kind of what Dante is feeling during that. So it's it's a really it's, it's a really nice spectacle. Of course there's other factors like oh Virgil one you fight him at the top of the tower the my character is mostly set in the tower. Virgil two is in the middle of the tower. Virgil three is at the is like even beneath the tower and stuff like that. So like the ba- the backdrop is really is is it's really nice the music is probably the best and most importantly even from a balance point of view this is probably what gives it the nod ahead of virgil 3 because virgil 3 the fight is a bunch of bs because virgil is cheats in virgil 2 he he is not cheating the fight feels fair and you know For me, boss fights, you know, there's always a few things I think about. So, mechanics, challenge, presentation, how it ties with the story and stuff. And I think it, it ticks most of those boxes for me. Especially like, oh, the challenge is actually fair. And I get that. I can relate to that. I also do like when, when something is challenging, but it's fair. I do like that, yeah. yeah. You know, you don't want it to be like too hard where it's like, Okay, yeah, it's hard, but like I'm not having fun. No, no. Yeah, you mean, at the end of the day, you do want it to be fun. Like that's <laughs> that's the point, right? Like it, it should be a fun experience. Yeah. You unfortunately don't like the Omni Cry, but it is what it is. I like DMC quite a bit. You like, like the DMC? The other like guys yeah. all hate. I really yeah. like that one. Yes, I like that one a lot. <laughs> it was so much fun. It was like a lot of fun. <laughs> I know that's what you like. Well, speaking of of uh, tough but fair, uh, I'm going to talk about a boss fight that, you know, I don't think it's very fair. Uh, this one's mostly here for the spectacle of it, and I would say it's the first time that uh, a lot of people are always like, man, the bosses in these games are so good, it's whatever, and I never really experienced that got it even by watching or even the earlier bosses never really gave me that at all they all kind of felt bullshit um until i met radan in elden ring um the way it's set up 
even is is you know those games I, I the way I play them because I don't read items and stuff they basically have no story but um, the, even the way I play without reading item stuff I could still tell what was going on like that there was a you know like this this is a big moment for some reason yeah yeah it, yeah it has a good cutscene that tells the story basically like show me the movie with the story stuff and even though the characters that show up before the festival there they're explaining like oh this is what's happening and there's people cheering and and, and there's a big speech and then you enter you 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 go through the elevator and you you go through that portal thing and it's a whole new area and you're like okay here we go here we go and then you get sniped. you start riding yeah you start riding towards radan like in the in the background there like it's like like a like a desert landscape and there's like um you know like uh it looks like like a war zone like an old war zone there's like dead bodies and like barricades and like spears and swords and, and skeletons and stuff and you're riding towards the sunset towards him and he's right up there and then he just starts throwing <laughs> like these arrows at you that can almost one hit KO you um, and you're like holy moly so you're thinking okay I just have to dodge them and like get close to him to to, to defeat him and then he starts sending homing arrows like like he shoots in the air and they start homing towards you like like in a row so you have to start like run away from that and then when you get close to him he goes into melee mode and you realize he's riding a, a little tiny horse and he's this super big giant guy and he's super agile yep. <laughs> and it's just he's spinning and and he's, he's smashing and he's stomping and you can like summon all these um other npcs to help you along and it really feels like this big epic battle and at one moment he when you take like take him down to like half hp he goes up into the sky and comes shooting back down in the meteor and no matter how much your hp is he is going to one hit KU if he hits you with that and even just that just looks splendid like the first time it happened to me i was like okay that's cool like i died but like that's cool. and, and radan is the boss that i spent the most time on he was so difficult for me i think i spent about five hours just fighting radan uh, I I can fight Radan I think with my eyes closed just hearing the sounds I beat him not on horseback like just on my feet like just dodging and because I, I know him that well like I know everything Radan does like to a to the, like the back of my hand like I can program Radan <laughs> that's how much I fought against that character like I super super mastered him um, but yeah it's it was that was the first time I was like this feels epic this feels cool this feels monumentous it, it felt awesome i was like this is why these people like these games i get it this is this is awesome yeah yeah look radan radan is it's, it's a great fight i think when it comes to spectacle radan is up there it is there it is definitely a fight that's up there like in terms of big moments, it's probably the biggest moment you'll see in Elden Ring at the time you get there. And it's an interesting experiment. The you know, the the idea of it being a festival. You know, you're summoning so many other warriors to help you. Summon their spirits, they come, 
and you know obviously because you're the player in the end you're the one who gets the win but it's like oh he's a, this guy is such a large personality of life it's such a he was such a great hero that he's holding a festival for people to come and kill him that <laughs> that in its concept itself is just so freaking cool just it's it's, it's, it is. it's so cool and of course you know Redan has been rebalanced multiple times so you get people saying like oh no I fought the hard Redan oh you fought Pastra Dan but either way I think the difficulty for most people who agree is that now this is a really hard fight by the time you usually get there so even on that front you know it all it almost always feels satisfying when you actually beat the son of a gun and I deliberately like I I I beat him a day after the patch came out and I didn't patch it. I was like, I'm not gonna spend like I spent at that point I spent hours and you know like I'm not gonna no way. Like <laughs> I was like, what if they've changed his like moveset? Then I have to start learning again. F that. <laughs> like that was the main reason I did it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, look, they don't change moveset. They just, you know Yeah, I know, but I was like, what if they do that? That would be jeez. <laughs> Oh yeah, right now. Good, good, good boss fight. Very good boss fight. Good boss fight. Very good boss fight. It's not on my list, but it's a very good boss fight. Damn, I thought it would bingo on that one. Okay. Nope. nope. Probably not even my favorite Elden Ring boss. I, I can see that. <laughs> Lots of good bosses. Lots of good bosses. But yeah, on a similar related note to Elden Ring, my next choice is from Dark Souls 3. That is uh, Sister Sister Freed and Father Ariander. Particularly, it's from Dark Souls 3, second, the first DLC. But that first DLC, uh, Ashes of Ariander, it's normally regarded as a weaker DLC. But one thing I will give it credit for is that it has got an amazing boss fight. And that is its final boss fight, Sister Freed. Dark Souls 3 is mostly about hunting down guys who are clearly bigger than you bigger and more important than you and dark souls has been like that for a while like very often it's always about oh yeah you're killing this god or you're killing this great king who has fallen you know stuff like that that's often uh, how big bosses in dark souls in the dark souls series but with sister free they always, almost always do this right from software. But Sister Freed, Sister Freed is supposedly just like you. She's, uh, in, Do- in Dark Souls 3, they call you, you're an Ashenar. Yeah, a warrior who died, but who was not so important to be brought back unless it was an emergency. That's kind of the theme of Dark Souls 3. And that certain warriors are brought back to life but unless it's an emergency that's when they bring back your player character to go and uh, fetch the guys who are brought back to life initially I don't know if that makes sense but yeah, yeah, so it does, yeah. they call those people Ashen Ones that's what your player character is and that's what Sister Free did she's an Ashen One she's supposed to be just like you uh, and there's a 
you know, the concept which they put in Dark Souls 3, saying that in a, a world is supposed to stay alight, you know, it's not supposed to become cold. If the world becomes cold, it rots. You know, a lot of it is symbolic. That, oh, rot is stagnation. Blah, blah, blah. If you let fire go out, there's a literal magic fire. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's weird like that. But the idea is that, uh, you know, this Sister Freed has made a whole world stagnant by herself. And you've gone there to set that world, you know, to bring life back into that world. How do you do that? By setting it on fire. So you go there and your fight is so grand that the world literally starts burning. And that's and it's just like wow, that is there's a lot there's a lot of So this happens like does does the fire start immediately the the fight starts or does it as the fight goes on happen as the fight goes on, okay, eventually happens. things just start burning and it's like wow you've if certain world alight, that your great clash, you two people who are supposed to be, you know, normal people, and set the world on fire, you've, you've changed the status quo in a stagnant place, and you, you know, it, it's like, why, why are you doing this? You know, you as the player, why are you disturbing their stagnation you don't know why but you just do it because you're a player then you see what you've done and it's like wow what have i done but it's so cool there's, there's lots going on with the fight and that's before even talking about how fun the fight is and genuinely fun fight spectacular it's like it's really cool great effects uh, it feels fair Feels a bit bullshit lengthwise because it's a really long fight. It has like three phases, but that aside, it's Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't I think in Elden Ring they don't even do three phase boss fights because of No, I think the closest to the three phase boss fight is uh the snake guy. That's that's the closest you could say yeah. has three phases. <laughs> she Sister Freed is three life bars. Three life bars. So combined with a lot of health and it's pretty crazy but you know it's unique it's the only one which is like that there's a nice surprise where you you kill her you kill her the second time then you th- then you even get an item a reward and you're like oh the fight has ended and then you just see her getting back up with fire all around her and it's like wow right? like wow this is just this is incredible this is incredible that sounds that sounds very cool. I can picture that now. Now that I've played a, a soul game, I can I can picture it. Yeah. It's fun. It's a fun time. <laughs> yeah. What's your third that's, pick? That's, that's a that's a cool boss. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. You should. My third one is one that is um, no surprise to anyone. Uh, I think even you were expecting this one when I talked about bosses. Is it from Metal Gear Solid Three? It is from Metal Gear Solid 3, yes. <laughs> I was gonna go with Psycho Mantis, but I feel like everyone has... has Like, 
that's like in like gamer folklore. Everyone knows Psychomantis. And my personal experience with Psychomantis was so personalized that I don't think it can be re it, it can't be replicated. Um, I played it on I played this is on, on GameCube, the twins next one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had played the Legend of Zelda, and I named Link Kid. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, Psycho Mantis just straight up says, I know what games you play, kid. And I'm like, what the hell? He said my he mentions the other, like, He mentions the other games that I played. You know, like, uh, I, I think, like, my favorite um, uh, thingy in Mario Kart or something. Like, he, he mentioned that. Like other stuff, and I was like, "What the hell?" Um, yeah, that was that was nuts. Um, but my favorite boss fight, I think, in all of Metal Gear, and I, I, I think they're yet to match this. And I think they've tried to replicate this with other boss fights in other other um, uh, like in consequent games, but I don't think they've, they've reached this level. It's the end. So the end is a sniper who is about a hundred years old, and you meet him in this f- jungle field um, that you can actually leave like you know you can like leave that fight like you can just like I can't do this I'm, I'm out but like when it's starting uh, the Coloco comes and says okay this is gonna be a long fight it's a sniper battle you need to make sure you've got enough food for stamina because if you don't have stamina your aim starts shaking but to get stamina you need to hunt like uh, animals and then uh, you know, you eat the animals, you know, snake eater, all that stuff. So you're managing, it's like a, a survival game. You're managing your survival stuff and, and your, your your camouflage, because you can camouflage yourself in the game. Uh, it's, it looks pretty good, actually. I remember the marketing campaigns for that in, in the GamePro magazine. Yes, I used to read GamePro magazine. No. I would like say, like, can you see, s- <laughs> can you see snake in this photo? And, and, and it was hard. You could see him, like, if you look hard enough. Pretty difficult. Anyway, um, the the end does the same thing as you. He also has a stamina meter, and he also camouflages himself quite well. And you have to use the environment or your tools or whatever to spot him out and snipe him. But he he can sort of two shot kill you, uh, depending on your level. He might one shot kill you, but generally, kind of two shot kills you. Um, and my favorite moment in 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 that boss fight is um i mean you can cheese him because people have now learned how to cheese him but like the first time that i played i played a full-on sniper battle like i'm gonna hide i'm gonna wait i'm gonna shoot you once follow you shoot you once and each other there's one time when i yeah there's one time when i spotted him i knew where he was i knew where he was i just needed him to peek and he wasn't peeking and i was like i'm gonna be patient i had my scope on and i was staying there he's gonna peek out and I stayed on that spot for, I shit you not, at least 15 minutes. And then I just heard, freeze. And it pans out, and he's right behind me. Wow. And it's like, <laughs> and I was like, I didn't even know it, that, that, that could happen. Wow. wow. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a really, really good boss fight. There's so many ways to, to, to tackle him. And it, it's just, it's, it's like all of the gameplay systems come into play in that boss fight it's like what are you very good at stealth use that 
Are you really good at run and gunning? Use that. Uh, are you really good at whatever it is? Like, use what you've learned. Try and beat this guy. Sort of. Yes, try and beat this guy. We've made this guy to to defeat whatever you think you've learned systemically from from the game gameplay wise. Like, he's he's such a gameplay uh, boss, and and that's why I really like him. Yeah, that boss is it's hell. It's hell. It's quite literally hell. <laughs> but it is definitely like one of those bosses where you can tell they can't do this again. It's For sure. you can't do it again. You can't do another fight like that. It's so immersive, and there's just so many ways to do it. You know, of course, set the date to your console way forward that he dies of old age. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get that. You don't get that anywhere else. And your reward for beating him is a ladder. A ladder is one of the most memorable yep. moments in all video games. <laughs> extremely long ladder and it plays the game's theme song. It's like, wow. It's, it's so good. Like what? I remember seeing in, in, in Elden Ring, there's, there's like a, a couple really long ladders and, and I saw a sign just saying, what a thrill. And like, what a thrill or, or, or like visions that. of snake. Yeah, visions of... <laughs> like, man, it, 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 it's permeated into gamer culture. That ladder. And what is associated with that ladder? It's the end. Such a... Yes, yeah, yep. it's a boss fight. A good boss fight. It's probably the best MGS boss fight. Probably. I, I can. I think I can safely say that. Yeah. Fair pick. Fair pick. Yours, good sir. Mm-hmm. First of all, am I allowed to pick from the same series? <laughs> I mean, if, if 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 you're trumped, then yes. Okay, fine, fine. Next pick from Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts three, in particular. So if you've not played Kingdom Hearts 3, this is also from the DLC of Kingdom Hearts 3. I've warned you in advance about spoilers. Okay. You really like that Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC. You gave it Game of the Year and I was like, what is wrong with Rock? Because it's, it's a really damn good... You know, if it was up to me, my list could have actually been all bosses from that DLC. But I'm, because I'm picking wow. one per game, I will, I will relax a little bit. But yes... So, Kingdom Hearts 3's DLC is basically all about its bosses. It's got some story content, but that story content is generally considered to be not fantastic. Like, it's fine, but it's, it's mostly a retread of, like, the final few hours of the game, but just with some extra context. That's all it is. The interesting stuff is that, oh... All the stuff that hints at Kingdom Hearts 4, which was recently announced, all the stuff that hints at the future of the series, all the important stuff that pushes the story forward, is locked behind 13, or rather 14 bosses. And these are super bosses. And this pissed off some Kingdom Hearts fans because not all Kingdom Hearts fans like the hard boss fans. So... Yes, they locked be they locked the important content behind super bosses. And those super bosses are fantastic. Some of the best bosses ever. They are probably harder if you play on the hardest difficulty. They're probably harder than most of what you find in the FromSoft game. Which is very interesting. 
because you don't associate Kingdom Hearts with difficulty, but it is what it is. But yes, mm. and of those super bosses, you know, it's like you fight eleven of them in any order, then you fight the last two, and then you fight the final one, and that final one is your Zora. Who is your Zora? Your Zora is a character in an in-game video game during Kingdom Hearts 3, who you see. So you go to the Toy Story world in Kingdom Hearts 3 and there's a character in a video game. In meta video game, if I can say that. And, <laughs> yeah. and Yozora, you know, if you've been keeping up with Square Enix, you immediately realize, wait, is this guy supposed to be a parody of Noctis? It's like, oh yeah, he, he, is, he is basically a parody of Noctis. His, his video game is supposed to be a parody of FF versus 13, you know, the game which got repurposed into FF 15 and all that stuff. It's like, oh, it's Nomura, Tetsuya Nomura, the original guy behind FF 15 before he got kicked off of the project. It's like, oh, he's making fun of how he was kicked off the project, blah, blah, blah. But then, no, it turns out that Yozora is actually important to the future of Kingdom Hearts. It's like, oh my god, what is this man doing? Like, are you, are you that, were you that upset that you were kicked off of the project? And it's so interesting, like all the meta implications of what he's trying to do with his not Noctis character. And, you know, some of the lines he says, like, oh, I used to have, I don't look like this. In reality, but then somebody else took my face. He says some a lot of weird stuff. This Yozora character, <laughs> and then the... so he, it really is like a, a, a like a an outlet like character. It, like... it feels like at times it does feel like, and he even has a scene which is meant to mirror one of the first FF versus 13 trailers. Where like literally the camera angle, the context is like it's exactly the same. And like, what is this man playing at? And that's like, it's extremely interesting. Like, what are they doing? What what's the plan here? Is he trying to recreate his own game, his his old project in Kingdom Hearts? So that's been a subject of a lot of discussion in the Kingdom Hearts community for like the past two years at this point. And then to top it all off, he's one of the hardest bosses you ever fight. He's like, literally, <laughs> literally imagine uh, a 13-year-old's dream anime character. As a, and, and you're fighting that. Yozora, he, he, does, he does so much stuff. He close, you know, he does... So Virgil. Even worse, even worse. He does... He... He does, you know, clone Kage Bunshin nonsense. He, oh my goodness. He, he has, oh, I can turn my weapon into various forms. I can turn it into a bow. I can turn it into a giant sword. Or I can turn it into this or that. And then he's got, you know, he can summon projections. Like I said, he's like a 13-year-old kid's dream anime character made into a boss fight. And, but it's you who's dealing with that. It's you who has to fight the, the 13-year-old anime's dream, anime fan's dream. And he just, you know, it's just, it, it feels like a bunch of BS. Oh, he one-shot kills you. 
oh, he can reduce your maximum <laughs> health. He, if he can steal your healing items, he can steal the form of your keyblade. It's like a lot of it is overwhelming. But when you die, the game gives you a tip. It says closely look at his at his projection. You think that's a very BS tip? It's like oh, try aiming, but. You, if you closely <laughs> look at his projection and you just look at it, eventually you learn the pattern. It's a, it's a long learning process, but you do learn all the patterns. And when you finally beat him, you know, like you said with Radan, you've got Radan at the back of your hand. I'm at the stage where I've got Yozora at the back of my hand. I know. I know practically every move he does. I know all of the counters to it. Because even though it feels unreasonable, he has been designed designed in a way that everything is counterable. You just have to closely look, react to what he does. And it, it's really fun. It's a really fun fight. It takes time. Lots of people don't have the patience for it. I do. But yeah, it's a great fight. And then that's combined with all the lore. Is, is, is Yozora genuinely like, is he, is he generally liked or is he generally disliked? I'm very curious. I'm very curious if this is just a you kind of thing. The, the fight or the concept of, you know, the not-knock distinct? The fight, like, generally, no, it's, is it's, that it's very loud. It's very beloved. It's a, it's a very... Okay. People like the fight a lot. So, yeah, it, it's not a me thing. It's just, a, like I said, if, if you're averse to the concept of Kingdom Hearts super bosses in general, then okay, then you won't like it. Like, oh, like yeah. Sounds like a really good spectacle type thing. I'm, I'm definitely gonna yeah, check it out. That's the other thing. It's it's a spectacle. It's fun. You're looking at all this stuff, and the first time he kills you, you're like, "Wow, how was I supposed to dodge that?" But then, as it all starts making sense, it's like, "Wow, this is great." The fourth pick is um, this one. I like for uh, what it meant story-wise, um, like. As, as a combination of, of everything I've been through, uh, story-wise, and like how it was pulled off, like um, very rarely do, do I play a game or fight a boss, and I'm like, you know, like when you're screaming, I'm like, ah, and it's like it's exactly how you how you're feeling, like for real. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one really did feel like that, and that is what uh, game? the Last of Us, ah. which is Abby. <laughs> Uh, the very last Abby fight. Heavy spoilers, guys. Uh, you should definitely play this game. It's still kind of new, but I'll say skip. I'm gonna say five minutes. So, at this point in the game, I am very much rooting against Abby. Like extremely. Like there's a, there's an ending point that I I feel like you've gone too far. It's a clear ending point. It's like okay, you've got your ending. We're, we're, we're good, Ellie. Let's go. Done, done, done. And the game even kind of goads you into like it, 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 it fakes you makes you think that we're ending pumps you yeah we're ending and, and I even was like okay and, and it, it does it feels like a pretty good satisfying ending but it would be a cliche ending and I should have known that it wasn't gonna be that because it's freaking the last of us um, but no it doesn't end Ellie keeps on going for that revenge and in my eyes I'm constantly playing through that and I'm like this is so dumb like I'm literally like I know it sounds like a lie but I remember when she made that decision to 
to go after her. I screamed at my screen. Like, don't! Just don't do it! <laughs> like, why? I was so upset. Like, I was so visibly upset. Oh, I was so upset. Um, and when the fight starts, because now Abby, like, because she's this big, like, Abby is, like, really buff and really big and really tough. And when you see her, she's been captured by slavers and she's, like, finished. really thin and, um, you can see she's, like, tired and hungry and, 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 and famished and everything. And, you know, Ellie saves her because she's crucified on this thing and she, you know, saves her and she's, like, she takes a knife out. And I think he gives her a knife or something and he's like, let's fight. And Abby's like, are you serious right now? Like, now? <laughs> like, really? are you actually? Really? Like, you came all this way to do this? And, and Ellie's just like, I have to. And I, I didn't attack. And the game doesn't allow you to do that because um, I, I can't remember what it does, but like, I didn't attack. But it... Um, I can't, I can't remember exactly what it is, but for a long time, I, I just didn't attack. I was like, I'm gonna let Abby kill me. And I think I think she yes, does, she and does. then game over, and yes. you have to start again. I'm like, and I'm like, it should, I'm like, at that point, I was like, Neil Druckmann should have just let me die. Like, give me the option to kill Ellie. <laughs> like, give me that option. But anyway, like, I'm slicing Abby up, slicing her up, and I'm like, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. <laughs> and... Ellie like gets like she loses her fingers because they're beaten. It's such a gruesome, gritty, intense fight. And every time Ellie gets it, I'm like, yes, you deserve it. I hope you die. <laughs> and and uh, there are very few games I've played that made me feel like that. That made me go, I'm gonna put the controller down. I want my character to die. I want the character I'm controlling to lose. To lose. There's not many games that made me that. I don't think there's any game that's made me do that, actually, just to be fair. So, um, yeah, uh, the Abbey fight, I think, is, is something that uh, it's, most people should experience. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's the point of the game. It's the point that, that, is, that look, Ellie, what you are doing is wrong. You have messed up. And... What you're doing, it's, it's doing nothing for you. You're getting nothing out of this. And you're losing. You're, you, you know, you've given up your ending, your happy ending. You've lost your, you've lost your wife. Uh, you've lost your fingers. That means now you can't play the guitar. The last thing you had... The last thing you had that kept you connected to your dad, you lost that. Why? Because you were chasing something which everyone told you you shouldn't. And that's the point. That's the point. <laughs> and the game delivers its point, but it, make, it makes a lot of people mad. And it makes you like, why? Why did you do this? Why did you do this? But you know, she did. And yeah. As maddening as it is, it is the game is very effective. That's so that's one thing I can say about that game, which I really like about it. It's effective. Annoyingly effective. <laughs> Extremely effective. Uh, good game. Good game. Man. Okay, what's my next pick? The first, the first three were like easy for me. 
but like after this this is why i'm like oh should i go into other series but okay i'll try and keep it interesting so i will say from cuphead cuphead is another game that is uh pretty much all bosses it's okay let's see it's the run and gun 2d shooter and the fun is literally just in figuring out the boss patterns as well as the fact that cuphead just looks freaking gorgeous cuphead is a gorgeous game it is such a beauty such a beauty to look at the animation style uh, how how you know the the presentation the music the aesthetic is it is just a beauty and it's like wow what, what is this how how do you make a game like this but oh they did it and all the bosses stand out in so many ways a lot of them challenge you in different ways weapons are fun you know, weapons are fun some are more effective than others blah 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 all that sort of stuff and it can be very frustrating it can be a very frustrating game it can be very frustrating i think that game that game made me very mad it made me very mad one boss in particular a robot really really messed me up but if i was to pick one boss from cuphead uh which i like the most it would be a mouse the mouse known as verner verman he <laughs> verner verman he's a mouse a giant mouse and he's kind of a homage to tom and jerry if i can say that so he he's a homage to Tom and Jerry but also an homage to like you know World War 1 Nazi sort of stuff he's 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 supposed to be a stereotypical german nazi soldier okay so he's got like a thick, thick german accent makes a salute he drives a tank and he, you know his text is like that was easy you know that that sort of stuff so He drives a tank made out of a mouse trap and he's busy shooting you with mouse related things so, you know he shoots cheese he shoots like uh, weird bubblegum stuff it is an interesting <laughs> it's a very very interesting fight it's a very on theme fight in a game which has got a lot of fights which are very themed so Verna Verna is extremely themed and it's a mouse theme and at a certain point You see a cat's eyes in the background. You're like, oh, where are these cat's eyes coming from? Okay, I wonder why. Then eventually, when he gets to his third phase, uh, the a cat comes out of nowhere and eats the mouse. The cat is a blue cat, so it's meant to obviously look like you know, like Tom from Tom and Jerry. And then you start fighting the cat instead. And then when you finally beat the cat it's revealed that the cat was a robot and the mouse was controlling it the whole time wow <laughs> and like during the fight he does stuff like oh he he attacks you with the ghosts of dead rats 
because it's like oh it's a cat is really dead cat that is it's it's just it's really weird but it's really interesting and it really sticks with you in a fight where lots in a game where lots of fights stick with you like that for me that's the Ver, verna verman just really stuck with you like that like wow this is a fight which this is a hard as hell game but this is a fight which i actually want to replay because most people are not going to want to replay fights in cup in cup Yeah, that's a fight that I replayed very often. That sounds really good, actually. Okay, so for my last one, ah, uh, I didn't, I didn't know which one to pick because there were so many in this one, and this is just, it's just a. I don't really want to call it a boss rush game, but it is just a game where you fight bosses, um, and it is Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus. I mean, I've spoken about like it, Cuphead. About like it. Cuphead is a game where you fight multiple bosses. Yeah, it's it's man, it's an experience. I like um, there's some games that I feel are just experiences, like Journey. Um, you know, like uh, I even put the first Portal in this category. Like they're kind of more than a game. Like you have to experience them to find out exactly. What people are going on about, um, and Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, should I go with the last boss or the first boss? I'm gonna go with the first boss. Even just I don't know. Boss. I would have um, gone for the last or the third. <laughs> those are all both good, but I'm trying to remember like, uh, like what really made me feel like wow. Um, and I, 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 it's, it's, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't want to spoil the last boss. So I'm gonna go with the first boss. <laughs> Like, Man, I need to play that game. <laughs> it's a good game. So, this game kind of has, like, um, they use speech, like, like fake, like a fake language, and there's text and stuff, and they're telling you it's, it's sort of cryptic and stuff. So you, you kind of you're carrying you're you're carrying a a young woman and you want to I guess revive her or something. And it's believed that by taking down these colossi, uh, you will be able to revive this lady, right? And you go on this journey on your horse, on your trusty, trusty horse, and you know you put your sword up in the air, and and it gives you the general direction that you're supposed to go. You. Go through this ravine, and you see this big, lumpy, like rock thing that's just steel. And you're like, "What do we do?" You go close to it, and it just it gets up and just starts moving, like really, you know, like giant. Like this is a giant, straight up a giant. And 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 I played the PS3 version, and even then, like the my frame rate. Instantly drops. <laughs> like, this is like the Blue Point remake. You know, like for the Blue Point remake thing to have the frame rate drop. You know how intense this this spectacle is. And I'm just there watching. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this thing? Like I did. Like I'm swinging my sword at it, and nothing's happening. Like for for like a good 30 minutes, I did not know what to do. And then I just tried jumping on its leg and. 
that worked. You know, like you hold on to the back of its foot or whatever. Then you climb it. You, you know, yeah, like you're, you're slowly climbing it. You're finding a way, but then your grip is is low, so you keep dropping and you keep trying again and all that stuff. And the most monumental part, though, is when you take it down and 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 you realize, like, I did that. It's like. <laughs> Like you killed it, but at what cost? Like for what, really? You know, like it's. <laughs> I remember in like one of my older reviews, I described this as like, like, like a poetic dance that that quote unquote battle, if you can even call it that. It it, it really does feel magical, almost. You know, like it, it's it's really something to behold. Like I I really do hope most people try out the game. Uh, the last boss is just incredible. I really don't want to talk about that, but that like it's even more wild than <laughs> whatever you're imagining. It is crazy. Um, yeah, play Shadow of the Colossus. It's 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 amazing. Shadow of the Colossus is it's a special game. Very very special game. Yep, one of the few games in the Smithsonian. I always, I always say that. Few games what? <laughs> One of the few games in the Smithsonian. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Which is like I could see how it probably. But yeah, it's it's yeah. it's a special game. I think it took me to till my second playthrough for me to say, okay, I get it. Like I played it the first time, and I played it again on PS4, and I was like, okay, now I get it. This this is. Yeah, I see why this is why everybody loves it the way they love it. It's a special game, and yeah, picking your fave is hard, very hard. I said the final boss is I don't want to spoil, but it's like wow, that is <laughs> that is some. There's a lot. There's a lots of fights which are just like wow, and then of course there's the whole story thing, which like you said, it's like. Why did I do this? And that's the whole message of the game. Like, why are you doing this? And you ask, was it worth it? And then there's the whole ambiguity, and it's just—it's really nice. It's really nice. It's really good. Yeah. Really, really good. Okay, my fifth pick. Uh, like I've said, I don't want to get games from the same series. So I'm avoiding further Kingdom Hearts picks, and I'm avoiding further Souls games picks. But Souls are not bad. Something that has been popularized, <laughs> especially recently, that is uh, from Metal Gear Rising: Revengeance. Senator Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Senator Armstrong? So, in Metal Gear Rising, you're mostly fighting terrorists. So you fight these wind-themed terrorists, and they're all badass, evil guys. But then you find out that um, the terrorists are being fu- funded by an American senator who wants to keep war going on in certain parts of the world for his own monetary and political gain which is like that hits 
that that's a bit too realistic that's, for my yeah, liking. It's so but... overt. Yeah, it's so like on the nose. Like Metal Gear, yeah, is Metal Gear is. I mean, it, 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 I mean, you know what the message is, but like that was, Rising is so like <laughs> in your face. Like this is what this is about. It's, it's kind of yeah. funny. Rising is very, very in your face about what he's trying to say. So he's got this senator, and he's like he's funding stuff for his own political gains that he can eventually become the president and all that sort of stuff. And it's like wow, sounds like a typical scheming bad guy. And then you meet him. And he looks like an ordinary senator in a suit. And then he takes off his suit and he's an extremely buff man who punches you super hard. And he starts kicking your, your cyborg character around. And you ask, how is this guy so strong if he's supposed to be a scheming guy? And he's like, oh, nano machine, son. Like, whoa. <laughs> okay. Okay. So he's a senator who rips his shirt off he's literally in a slack and smart shoes extremely buffed veiny all over because of nano machines and he's just punching and grappling and wrestling the shit out of you and part of the fight a good part of the fight is just talking so much shit he's just he's just ripping into your character spouting so much idealistic stuff while tearing you apart and then Raiden, your character, he just says, you know, I've seen a lot of things and I was wrong about you. You're not, you're not evil or whatever. You're just batshit in pain. It's like, this guy is, he's just nuts. He's absolutely crazy. It happened, the fight is happening to the backdrop of, <laughs> of, of some rock music with lyrics which are meant to be <laughs> in the point of view of the senator and it's just it, it, it it's like Metal Gear Rising's ridiculousness to just an even higher level it's like in a game that's already extremely ridiculous this is one of the most ridiculous things that can happen it's really a masterclass to be honest <laughs> I love how like over time it's gotten more because even I wasn't it's taken me a while to like warm up to it because um, I don't like character action games but I, I and I also didn't like how like super over it it was you know like it's it's uh, it's like if if like it's like if Metal Gear Solid the actual games were like if, if it's like if one of the characters was like America is bad because they're the nuke people and <laughs> you know like if it was like super over it like that that's what crazy <laughs> So, yes. yeah. <laughs> now that that fight, honestly, like, look up, look up a, a YouTube clip of it because even talking about it sounds like a lie. Even when you look at the clip, you think, is this like edited to to make it like a meme or something? But that's exactly what it is. Like that's <laughs> whatever you're seeing. That's definitely what's yeah. happening. <laughs> It's, it's, that is literally what is happening during MGR. When he says, I used to I used to play college ball, and then he kicks you, and then an imaginary crowd cheers. That is real. <laughs> when you are when your character is punching him in the chest and nothing is happening, that is real. 
when he says oh nano machine son it's real everything is real <laughs> and it's also really funny how the game metal gear in general is about um memes the academic meaning of memes but then like metal gear rising is also about like memes in the internet memes but also the academic memes so it's like it's working on double levels there yeah. and that's just oh man <laughs> it's a fun time <laughs> it's, it's really good it's really good all right that was a that was that was a really good list actually like it's uh <laughs> yeah, that was really good list really 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 fun we should do more of these these are these are really fun that's always a fun time yeah, that's a that's a good solid list of ten bosses. Of course, you know some people always argue about, oh, is this fight actually good? Blah blah blah. But no, that, that that's a pretty solid list in my view. It is, it is, and and I think most of them are like good fights. I I guess the only one I would say is not a good fight, quote unquote, is the Abbey yeah. one. That's not really good gameplay. But that's you know that's about what it represents at that moment. Yeah, like. Yeah, in that moment, like the way it made me feel, uh, the fact that it made me wanna, you know, let go of my controller. <laughs> That's. Uh, I hope more games will make me do that in in not a bad way, because there are some games that have made me go, "This is BS," <laughs> and, <laughs> and I dropped them. So <laughs> no, not that way. But yeah, okay. Um, I guess we can uh, cap it off there. It was fan chatting. As always, as always, it's been a while. It has, it has been a while. We'll be waiting for, I don't know if it's Tokyo Game Show or Gamescom or whatever is next. I don't know, whatever's coming soon. August, right? That's Gamescom. Gamescom, yeah, I think. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what's, 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 what's happening. We'll see what's happening. I played Shredder's Revenge. That's a very fun game. Definitely making it into my top five, that's for sure. I'm in the middle of playing it. I will. I think I'm on like stage twelve. Uh, what? How have you not been? That game is like two hours long or something. Uh, always like, you know, as I'm playing it, get interrupted, do other stuff, and then, yeah. It's actually very, very good. Like it, it really does feel like Turtles in Time for anyone who did play that. Uh, Ness beat him up. Um, it feels like that. It really does feel like that. It uh, arguably feels better. Uh, it's really well designed. Um, the bosses in that game are actually quite good. They're quite good, those bosses. I like I like a good number of them. Uh, I was going to spoil. Yeah, good game. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I'll finish it hopefully this week. Hopefully. If not this weekend, then next. Because I'm also, you know, I'm playing it cold, so, you know, I can't play it alone. Yeah, I played it cold as well. Since you abandoned me, you hate me now, Robin. I'm sorry. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, um, thanks for listening, guys, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next one.